Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere, hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Batman number 179, cover date March 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artists Gil Kane and Murphy Anderson, edited by Julius Schwartz, featuring Clay Pigeon for a Killer, writer Robert Kaniger, art by Sheldon Moldoff and Sid Green, and The Riddleless Robberies of the Riddler, writer Gardner Fox, art Sheldon Moldoff and Joe Giella. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Actor Roger Kay appears on television to announce that he has solved a murder case and will identify the killer the following day. Batman disguises himself as Kay, and when the killer strikes, he captures Batman instead of Kay. Batman learns that the killer is millionaire Victor Iago, who wanted to commit the perfect crime. Batman escapes from Iago's death trap, then brings the killer to justice. Meanwhile, when the Riddler escapes from jail, he decides to break his compulsion to send riddles to Batman before his crimes. Using psychological conditioning, the Riddler thinks he has finally cured himself of his habit. Batman realizes that several odd items recently appeared that were actually clues to the Riddler's last crime. Riddler claims he wasn't the one who sent the clues until he realizes that he must have sent them subconsciously while sleeping. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with American Sweethearts Charlie and Kelly to explain everything. Look out for the Batman! Look out for the Batman! Villains everywhere! You had best beware! If you break the law, he will soon be there. Look out for the Batman. Look out for the Batman. He flings his mighty fists to Powie and Kazoom. And 30 crooks go flying clear across the room. They try to get away, but they know they can't escape. That nemesis of crime who wears a mask and cape. Look out for the Batman.
Our guests today are America's sweethearts, Charlie and Kelly. Hi. Um, Much like Dr. Husband and I, Charlie is well-versed in comics, history, and lore. Kelly is not. Correct. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Although Kelly told me she does read highbrow kinds of things like Persepolis and that sort of thing. Yes, me too. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, I... I've read it too. Have you I had it? that once, but I was cured. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you? I've read that too, yes. Um, now, I asked Charlie and Kelly to come today for a particular reason, because I happen to know that Batman is Charlie's favorite character. Yes. I also know that Charlie had the most horrible tragedy happen to him that could happen to any <laughs> comic owner. Oh, God, don't let me relive that. <laughs> oh, what happened? What happened? Have you threw out your comics? No, no, no. Um, well... Uh, two tragedies, actually. Uh, the first, um, just to uh, paraphrase an old Simpsons episode, is comics are for reading, not to collect in abundance and then sell them all when you get a divorce. <laughs> so, so that was the first tragedy. Uh, the, the second, which I, I was, um, what was just it? This May. Last spring, yeah. In May. Uh, uh, Kelly gets up usually first to get ready for work, and I'm in bed, and I'm flipping through my phone, uh, waking up, and I hear this, uh, her go into the kitchen, and I hear this scream, and I'm thinking, oh, she saw a mouse, maybe, I don't know, what, and, and she was like, water, water, <laughs> and, and lo and behold, uh, to make a long story short, we had uh, seven inches of water in our basement, Oh, no. Uh, The entire basement, not just in one corner, the entire entire basement. basement, Which is the entire footprint of the house. And so I I opened the door to look downstairs, and there were things just bobbing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, So, what had happened? um, The the sump pump failed. Okay. Yeah, we had had a ton of rain that night, and yeah, the sump pump failed. So, it had an electronic float that failed, and so it just right. never kicked on. Right. It happens sometimes. Oh, my gosh. And that was during the time, if you remember, this past spring, where we got a lot of water. So much rain. So, so the, the, the ground was saturated, and it just just rose oh up God. in the middle of the night. Did you have uh, comics in boxes on the floor? Uh, well, <laughs> silly me, I wanted to have some type of um, vapor barrier. So, what I did is I put... Um, uh, pallets down, uh-huh. and then I put a tarp over the pallets, uh-huh. and then I put my boxes on top oh, of that. I had. Roughly, but you never imagined you'd get seven inches of water in your. Basement. No, I mean who? Yeah, right. Right. Oh, and that's that's helpful too. When friends afterwards say, "Well, you know, basements get wet." <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Uh, but um, so yeah, so I had roughly forty-five long boxes. Of, oh. of comics, and to give you some idea, a long box can carry up to from anywhere from two fifty to about three hundred comics. Yes, I've seen them. I've been in the comic book shops. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had two stories and then a third partial story. So everything on the bottom layer, uh, which was about um, two inches to two and a half inches below the water level. Uh, got saturated. Of course. Now I did have and, and in boxes. They they wick water. So oh yeah. Uh, so did, did did the next layer get? Uh, no, yeah. no. The the layers above that first layer yeah. were fine. And were your comics wrapped in plastic? 
<laughs> yes, uh, the majority of them were. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so the, you didn't lose all of your comics. Uh, well, you see, here's the problem. Um, I'm, oh, but, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm somewhat OCD. Yeah. So what I do is instead of wrapping my comics with the bag and the and the tape on the top like it is here, I actually did it like this with it upside down, and I taped them on the bottom. Why? I guess because when I was flipping through, <laughs> I would be able to... Uh, and that way you could see it which was, ones were yours versus right. other people's because you bagged them a little bit too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, was like, okay. so a lot of them, the water got in that way. Oh. So I, I was an idiot in that respect. But there were a lot that out of those boxes, I was maybe able to save an accumulation of probably, I don't know, 500... Or so comics out of out of that mass of ten long boxes. Yeah. Did you lose an appliance? Or any appliances? No. Um, well, we, yeah, had, we had like a microwave. And we used our base. It, it was an unfinished basement, yeah. so we used the basement mainly for storage. Right. Yearbooks. So, yeah, so yes. Well, yeah, we had yearbooks, baby books, photo albums that all got wet, and yeah. obviously we didn't throw those away. But having to take them apart and try to dry them out. Right. Yeah. It was. Oh, it was a whole awful, thing. Awful, awful. So as, as bad as it was, it, it certainly could have been worse. Yeah. Uh, so we were thankful that uh, it was just clean rainwater. It wasn't yeah. mud or right. sewage or or anything like that. How long did it take them to get your, your basement emptied out? Um. Well, we kind of did most of that. Emptying well, out. thank God for great neighbors. Yes. Because yes. they came to our rescue. Um, yeah. And and also the landlords who who. Had, they live in Florida, and, and uh-huh. the friends of theirs came out right, right. to help assist us, too. So for the better part of that day, we were getting water out of the basement. Right. And then once we did that, the rental company uh, loaned us um, dehumidifiers. Right. Yeah. And so we have been doing that ever since. Was there drywall down there that had to be replaced? No, uh, not really. Insulation. Um, oh. so the there was maybe... There's maybe three feet of drywall as you come down the steps, yeah. but other than that, it was just insulation. Yeah. I'm asking all these questions because mm-hmm. I'm really trying. I'm like I'm imagining the horror of seven inches of water in your basement, which is the entire footprint of your house. Right. Yes. I would right. murder everyone and then turn the gun on myself. <laughs> so well done for not. So Bob, I, I, just a little side note: mm-hmm. you have a very similar story about sentimental loss of something. You know, yes, you do. Now it's not on the scale that that Charlie experienced. Emotionally, it is. Em- yes, it is, and but a loss a twice ending. experienced. Yes, oh. please tell us. Well, if you turn behind you, you'll see my 1974 Fisher Price Play Family Castle. Uh-huh. Yeah, which was my very favorite toy of childhood. Yes. Favorite. It's lovely. As a teen, it was sold in a garage sale. Oh. Like against your will, well, without your knowledge, I... or. I mean, I like to say it was against my will. I probably agreed to it. Yeah. I don't remember. But it wasn't unusual for Mother Robinson to come into your room and gather up all sorts right. of matters of sentimentality and just put them in a bag and get right, rid of Right, right, right. Well, you're done with this. Yeah. Um, so then when I was 21, they reissued it in a classics series, so I bought it. Uh-huh. It cost $25, which I think was my whole paycheck. Aww. And then I saved that for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And then when we moved from Florida to Maryland, and it wasn't was, actually it wasn't actually out of the box in in Florida. It was in a box in the closet. Right, right, right. And he, he like take it up. He didn't like 
like Friday night, I think I'll have a cocktail and sit and play with my Fisher Price playset. Right, 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 you know, right, right. just like keep it in pristine condition. It's, it's in like the box. this crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a couple things that are very attached to it as well. But sure. Anyway, it was the only thing that didn't arrive here from Florida. And I called our landlord back in Florida. I said, "Will you look in this closet the next time that you're at the house and see if this thing is? It's a collector's item. It's very important. Didn't arrive. How odd." That right. that was the only thing. So, like, you guys didn't pack up your house? It was, like, packed we up? Were no, there. we did. We were there. Oh, no, we did pack. We, we walked through. Packed. We were certain that everything was, was packed. Huh. I think the movers stole it. Really? Realizing yeah. it's collectible value. Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> but the movers' children seem very happy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. I got it again. Yay. Thank Thanks you. Day. Yeah. Yeah. It's your Christmas day. present this year. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's sweet. And the little figurines, yes, which are important because they're that's all the original stuff and so right. yeah. That's great, and it's out of the box, so you can actually play with it, and enjoy it. Sure, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bob has a good Superman curl today, but you just mushed oh, it back. Oh, sorry. You just mushed it back. I have been working on my Superman curl this week. Uh huh. Now we're going to talk about Batman. Yeah. Batman. So we've already looked at one issue of Detective Comics. Okay. Yes, but this is the first issue of Batman's solo title. Yeah, I can't remember um, what happened in that issue. All I remember is last time we talked about Robin, he had joined that gang. He had joined that bicycle. That, that, that was a Jimmy gang. Olsen. It was a Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have looked Comic. at World's Finest, which had Batman and Superman together. Right. Um, was that the Bizarro Joker, mm-hmm, Bizarro, mm-hmm. or just Bizarro? Bizarro, yeah. Bizarro Batman. Gotcha. Right. That's what it was. Bizarro Batman, not Bizarro Joker. Gotcha. Um, well, here we have Batman in two solo stories. Yes, I was very confused because, as you mentioned, I don't read comics. And mm-hmm. so I saw the cover and I was like, oh, this is about the Riddler. And I understand who that character is. And then the first story doesn't have anything to do with the Riddler. Right. right. So I was like, uh, okay. I, while I was reading it, I was thinking, oh, is the Riddler behind everything that's going on in this story? Nope, wasn't even there. Yeah, I thought the yeah. the guy that we see, you know, this sort of with the weird hair, I was just like, oh, is he supposed to be the Riddler? Mm. Yeah, because he kind of looks like the Riddler. He does. Yeah. I thought we were looking at an origin story. Oh. Can I say that? Yeah, oh. sure. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, is that the right thing to say? An origin story uh-huh, for the Riddler? Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought maybe sure. that's we were looking for. An this isn't it, but yeah, that's yeah. the right thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for this tiger on the first page. Me uh-huh. too. I was thinking about that having a Batman st- well, prancing I mean, on you. It's not really this tiger's fault. Mm-mm. And I'm having trouble understanding what exactly Batman's doing because it looks like he just is on a pogo stick. It's well, invisible. Well, if if you read further into the story, which I'm sure we'll get to, you'll right. you'll understand what he's doing here. It's just it's the pose I'm having trouble with. Oh He's about God. to launch himself into space it's off a the head Superman of the tiger. Pose. Mm. Um, you'll not only never guess the ending, but not even the beginning of this startling story of suspense. This story was very weird. I'm just gonna say yeah, it right now. I agree. I was having trouble following it. So we open with the mastermind criminal Victor Iago. His eyes blazing with volcanic fires. They're gray. Are they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good catch. Um, he's crowing about how he's committed the perfect crime. He looks insane. He really does. He does. 
His hair is crazy. He has a massive cleft in his chin. Mm-hmm. And thick lips. So I'm sure he's European. It also looks like he has more hair on the side of his head in the first panel, like the yellow panel, and then suddenly he's bald yeah, on the side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a colorist <laughs> issue or an inking issue? Inconsistencies. I don't know. This is inked by... Oh, Sid oh. Green. <laughs> Art by Sheldon Moldoff, inked by Sid Green. Sid Green is notorious for being a very heavy-handed inker, obscuring the art of the penciler. Oh, okay. In this case, I'm not a big fan of Sheldon Moldoff. Anyway, so... Well, I'm not a big fan of these masks that these guys are wearing. Yeah, I thought, when I, not having read this particular story before, but being somewhat familiar of the, the Batman, you know, mythos and... And the rogues gallery. There's a trio of villains, and I, I, terrible trio. Terrible trio. One's a vulture. Mm-hmm. One's uh, shark. a shark, and one is a I don't know what I can't fox, remember. Fox, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a fox, and that's what I thought this was at Same. first. Same. And I thought maybe this was an earlier version of them. Mm-hmm. Now, these are just very sophisticated masks. I have a hard time believing. I thought that they were actual. Uh, Animal people, you know, because right. because gotcha. of, the, of the, the the depth of the mouth and and it, I mean it doesn't look like an actual human head could fit inside. True. That right, right. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, when I was little, there was a book in the library called Batman from the '30s to the '70s, okay, which had reprints of Batman stories, mm-hmm. which included the Terrible Trio were one of those stories. Gotcha. And also there was an encyclopedia of Batman, which had all about the Terrible Trio. Hmm. That's the only way I know about the Terrible Trio. Okay. Well, I guess this guy, this Victor Iago, is like a millionaire or something, right? So mm. he could probably make... Frightfully rich. Or p- purchase very sophisticated masks. Has, is he like a recurring character in Batman no. stories? No, he's not. A one-off? Yes, I've made so much money in my life. What else is? What else can challenge me? I think I'll commit the perfect crime. Or run for president. Yeah. <laughs> oh, burn. And so this first little bit is like, this is what I did, and then we kind of flash back. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and it, it really looked like the bottom of the first page. It, it is, we're seeing the filming reenactment, like you know how you watch those those murder mysteries or whatever. Uh-huh. Right, right. Um, one of our former students was in one of those, wasn't she? Yes, Malone Thomas. Yes. You can see her all over... Um, Discovery ID, is that what it's called? Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. She always plays uh, the wicked stepmother oh. who murders someone. Mm. <laughs> or, or she's also featured in the feature film Bubba the Breadneck Werewolf. She's so pretty. She's very pretty. She looks like a Disney princess drawing. Aww. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. So we see this crime that they committed. They killed these armored car... Guards, yeah. Guards. They have some interesting detailing on their getaway car. Yeah, pumpkin jack-o'-lantern faces. Yeah. So maybe this is a Halloween crime? Perhaps. Oh, yeah. There's not one tree in view to to see see what season it is. Huh. Turns out, this is a reenactment for television. Yeah. Right. Roger Kay, the yes. actor and creator of the murder mystery recreation television which, show. Which he is hesitant to tell us. Hi, Roger Kay, creator, writer, and actor of this series. Is actor accurate? Because, oh yes it is, because he's taking a mask off. He's taking a mask off. I don't know about that. 
Does this predate? Oh, he was. Well, who was he? He was the. Uh, no, he wasn't the, the driver of the no, car. No, because the driver's wearing a green striped mm. uh, suit. I think that's just a coloring. Okay. Huh. Does this predate uh, Jack Ryder, uh, the, the creeper? Co- yeah, yes. who also was a television. Uh, he was like a Inside Edition reporter. Yeah. You know what? That's a good. I don't. I think it does predate that, but I wouldn't swear to it. Mm. Kelly, when things like this happen, when we have uh-huh. guests, when they have yeah. deep knowledge, I just sort of look and go, oh, oh yes, oh, I'll take oh, another drink. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, let's. Now, you never saw Robert Stack reenacting a crime on Unsolved Mysteries, so I don't think Roger K should be also acting and presenting the show. Maybe it's he, maybe he is the producer as well. Maybe he does, you know, well, he's he writing checks. Else. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so he's trying to save money by yeah. just acting. Well, he's not operating the cameras. No. Yeah. Not yet. No, he doesn't say, I'm creator, writer, actor, cameraman. Of the <laughs> <laughs> you ought to see the credits when they run. Uh-huh. Costuming, stage design. <laughs> right. So on this next page, I thought there was something that, that, that um, Dick Grayson said that made me go, Ugh. He said, uh, uh, in the middle, he said, how about the hint of the identity of the killer? By tomorrow, I'll have chewed my fingernails down to my toes with wondering. I know. And I was like, Ooh. I thought that was... Also, I didn't feel like it's, it was that suspenseful either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, tune in tomorrow. Right. Roger Kay has created this reenactment drama, and he has deduced who the killer of this real-life crime was. But he's not going to tell us till tomorrow. And, and we learn something here in the next panel. What? He has no idea who the killer is. Right, yes. right. So he visits Bruce Wayne at Stately Wayne Manor that night. He's ashen faced and trembling. And confesses that he does not know who the killer is, yet he is contractually obligated to go through with the second half of this program. He was hoping the killers would be drawn out into the open, but now he's afraid he's going to get killed. It's a great plan. Well, he should have thought of that before. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. But then we wouldn't be reading this comic if he had. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's similar to when you get caught up with Russian oligarchs and then they discover what you're doing and you, I would be afraid I'd be poisoned if I were someone in jail (laughs) that runs with Saul (laughs) Canatort. Not that I want to date our podcast. Right, true, true. Um, and Batman calms him down. Right. Mm-hmm. So simmer down. Bruce let, Wayne. Let Bruce, Bruce Wayne calms him down. Right. But, Forgive me. And what kind of investigator reporter is this guy? He goes, yeah, Batman's a friend of mine. Just give me the key <laughs> and him and I, we'll go over there. Mm-hmm. It's like, really? No. Go over there, study the script. So it's all scripted. Right. And uh, Batman will impersonate you on tomorrow's show. And he'll be the clay pigeon for the killer. Now, we've had the term clay pigeon used before in, in our comics. Well, that's the title of the story, Clay yes. Pigeon for a Killer. And a clay pigeon is used to, um, placed out in a place that's open to attract other pigeons to come when you're using to catch, when you want to catch pigeons. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, Kelly and Charlie. Yes. You're theater people. We are. You are used to being on the boards. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Quiet, yes. <laughs> I have a pet peeve about the theater. Mm-hmm. Is when the play, a line of dialogue in a play includes the title of the play. The titular line? Yes. Ah. Like, All My Sons comes to mind. You're like a cat on a hot tin roof. Uh-huh. Yeah, got it. 
So that's what Boy this is. Or in Auntie Mame, when Vera says, after all, it has been Midsummer Madness. Right. And that's the title of the play. Yeah. Or when they keep saying Pippin. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, Annie, Annie. Annie. So yes, here's what we have in the bottom panel, page three. <clears throat> He'll impersonate, impersonate you on tomorrow's show. He'll be the... Clay pigeon for a killer. It's bold and in quotes, right. so we can't miss it. Right. While you get lost, air quotes. Thanks, now, you saved my life. Yeah. Speaking of theater people, mm-hmm. Batman retreats to the Batcave <laughs> where he puts clay putty on his face. Yeah, like we do all the time. Uh-huh. Well, okay, now here's one of the issues that I have... Uh, with with this particular writing in, in, in the comic, you can see the writer's thinking here by going, "Oh my gosh, Dick Grayson's not any is not here." They're going to ask, "Where the hell is he?" Right. And of course, it's like he immediately says, "I'm glad Dick went to visit, you know, a friend." Just in case there's any danger. Right. What is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's putting on a disguise to right. go to the guy's house. To the apartment to wait for the killers to show up. Uh-huh. Right? There's yeah. gonna be danger. There's gonna be danger, and it's not like Dick Grayson hasn't been in other scenarios where there's been right. a lot of danger. So why now are we trying to shield him? Well, obviously we have to we have to establish that well, he's not around. Get him out of the way. Yeah. Um, Batman's also coloring his jet black hair with blonde. Just like hair that. Color. Is, Is he putting on a wig? Super easy. No, it? doesn't. Oh. Oh, is he putting on a wig? Um, you know, I don't know. It looks like he's rubbing color into his hair by the action lines. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It does. And there isn't a wig in the first panel. There's just like pots of makeup and mm-hmm. a yeah. because and putty, I guess. Exactly. How does one cover one's black hair and make it blonde? Well, you don't. At, at a dresser <laughs> in don't. front of a mirror. You don't. <laughs> yeah, you but don't. he's Batman. Yeah, he's Batman. He's good. He has all sorts of, access to all sorts of chemicals. Secret chemicals that the rest of us don't have access to. Yeah. Well, and he also is talking about the story. Like, as I recall the case, the three men who committed the crime were found, surely found shot to death, presumably in a fight over the money. So it's like he knows the story, and he's like, I think that this actor guy is just crazy. He's just paranoid. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So why not just tell him that when he was at your house? <laughs> why go along with it and be like, okay, let me pretend to be you and confront... Well, Dick's away with friends. What are you going to do? He's going to be bored. He's going to be free. He's not going to any, any, any masquerades or anything. Or... So Batman disguised as Roger K. Mm-hmm. Goes to Roger K.'s apartment. Where are the three criminals in animal masks are waiting for him? Hey, did you ever see that movie called uh, Fortress on HBO about 30 years ago? No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> it takes place in the Australian outback and all the criminals have animal masks on. Oh, oh that's right. They kidnap a school full of children. Why? It's, it turns out okay because the children craft weapons and murder the group. Don't they sing a song too in that? Probably. Annie. <laughs> <laughs> All I was thinking of was the one from the birds. Crickety, now, now, now. Um, Batman disguises Roger K, lands a few punches before getting shot. Yes. Yeah, why do the guys in the apartment wear the masks of the ones who were killed? I mean, couldn't they just been there without masks? But I guess he would have ruined the surprise that we're going to get on the next page. 
Well, yeah, that's a good question. And also, and these are different ones. Right. It's not and even the, the original gang. Right. So these are new criminals pretending to be the old criminals who were shot, as we learn later. Mm-hmm. Like, spoiler alert, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and I read this and I was like, they shot Batman. Like, how, how did they shoot Batman? Like... Well, and plus... I know he's not really bulletproof, right? But right. wouldn't he have some kind of wouldn't bulletproof seen vest that? on or something? Well, well I yeah. I mean, the bat suit is equipped with... I mean, it's just not fabric. I mean, there is some type of Kevlar. Yeah. yeah. So, theoretically, a bullet could have hit that because he did... Because the that's where I thought they were going. Because the writers did say... Make a point of saying... I'm going to wear the bat suit underneath this disguise. Oh, uh, right. So right. I, I, I kind of... But then it's ex- explained later what type of bullet it actually was. So we're reading this 50 years after it was drawn. Uh-huh. The problem is always going to be that we have so much knowledge about the evolution of the, of the superhero that there are going to be... I mean, page after page of us going, why did this happen? <laughs> did he not see this coming? Right? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> So Batman, which is, which is as, as a comics novice, something that I'm, I'm confronted with, with every comic that yeah. I read. Why did this happen? Right, exactly. I totally get it. Uh, Batman wakes up in a tunnel that is flooded with water. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> because if 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 the villain is if his goal is to kill Batman, why not just shoot him outright? Right. And, and save yourself. A trouble of the elaborate ploy of dragging his ass back to your secret hideout, putting him in a tunnel that's slowly filling with water where you can sit and monologue, you know, how fiendish and genius you are. Well, that's it's, the key. How, well, else would problem, he how else would he monologue? Well, that's right? true, yeah. I have I to say, of, of all the elements that we've gotten to so far in this story, this is one that I was like, well, okay, cool, he's going to fill a tunnel full of water. Right. Neat! <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's not practical at all. And I, right. I was thinking, okay, is this seawater? Is this going to, you know, is this going to fill up the tide? Yeah, is this is in this his house? Is, right. is this like his living room and he has his tunnel in his living room? Is the water going to spill out? Are his comics off the floor? Yeah. <laughs> so we flash back to Victor Iago's origin story when he decides to commit the perfect crime. Mm. Like all supremely wealthy people. He's got an 18-foot table which he sits at alone to right. eat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and, like, you know, endangered animal heads uh-huh, on his walls. Uh-huh, that checks That's out. to show us how wealthy he is. Right. right. Well, all wealthy people love trophy hunting. That's a natural fact. And, like, weird slashes just hanging in the... Like, what What are those Is it wheat growing on the floor? <laughs> I was like, that? are those, like, candles? And then um, I was like, uh, no, they're just Is the room in motion? Floating. I'm yeah. assuming that the floor is made of gold. So it's just... Ah, so that's thing. shiny floor. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, can, before we move on to the next page, can we talk about Casey the Cop for a second? Because I usually <laughs> just, like, I usually pass right by these, right? There's this little humor yes. strip that happens in DC Comics, it's, Casey the Cop. This is like a commercial. Right. <laughs> is this written for the same person who's reading the rest of this? Because it doesn't seem to be geared to the same kind of reader. Well, it is like, a little juvenile. Yeah, like, like I'm reading my comic, you know, I'm mm-hmm. 14, mm-hmm. right? And my seven-year-old kid brother sitting beside me, I'm like, hey, here's something for you. Read right. Casey the Cop. Give me back my comic. It's kind of a palate cleanser in between is it the very like the serious halves of the story. Mm. I mean, how is this old lady not, uh, like, 
charged with <laughs> improper use of 911, right? Because she basically calls the police to come and sit with her because she's scared about watching, like, television. a scary TV uh-huh. show. Yeah. So stop watching the TV show. Right. Read a book. <laughs> and, 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 and this really, the setup here, not for the, the little comic uh, that that is sort of commercial, but this really sets up a departure of how comics used to be written as opposed to how they are written today. Because this is part one of this longer story. Today, they probably would have either stretched it out mm-hmm. to, to where it would be a single issue. Right. No. Or they would have just not included that. Uh, c- continuing on the, the fourth page, it just would have gone into the story. It wouldn't have been a part one. Right. right. It just would have been assumed, okay, the story's continuing. Well, it makes it seem like they're reading chapters. Well, yes. So parents can't complain about oh. lightweight reading. <laughs> yeah. Well, or it just forces them to, like, read this stupid comic and these the little Casey the Cop thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. And the little ads in between. Because if you just made the whole story and then just had them at the end, like, you just wouldn't read those probably, right? Right. Can we talk about the Supergirl ad? Sure. Do you typically talk about the ads? I don't know. We haven't, we haven't. a lot, but yes, this Supergirl issue is actually coming up. I was hoping to get Thank a few God. girls to get together. Can we? Well, we have been. To, I have been seeing this Supergirl ad in every single DC comic we've been talking about. What we're looking at is an ad for Action Comics number three thirty four, which is an eighty page giant featuring Supergirl in an all star collection of stories. I really bummed on this ad. <laughs> um, as a woman in twenty eighteen, looking at with twenty eighteen eyes, I was like, really okay. So you have the superhero, and what? What is really the thing that's pulling in the reader? She has a super cat, mm-hmm. a super horse. Mm-hmm. It's streaky. Streaky the super cat. Streaky yes. and, and Comet. Comet the super horse. Yeah. <laughs> girls love horses and cats. No, it's Streaky the super... Uh, oh, okay. We're super... Mm, all right. Oh, is that on there? I didn't even Featuring read. the origins of Supergirl and her super cat. Oh, it is Streaky, yeah. Streaky, right. So you're right, Bob. That is the cat. Yeah. And super horse uh-huh. that in another part of the ad is referred to as Comet. Right. So that's weird. But also, of all the things that this superhero girl can do, what is advertised here? She's going to have a romance. Right. Mm-hmm. She's going to play games with Superboy. Mm-hmm. She's going to fly through the air with her super horse and super cat. Yeah. She's going to meet real superheroes mm-hmm. and be the cave girl of Steel. What? She's going to go back in time and yeah. fight dinosaurs. So yeah. she's not going to do any actual, like, real superhero things. Well, she's punching a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a superhero until you punch a dinosaur. <laughs> Batman kept that dinosaur in the Batcave. I mean, it might yeah. as well be like, Supergirl bakes a cake. Supergirl sews a new costume. Supergirl goes shopping yeah. for her man. Kind and of saves money. Now, what you can't see is that her first romance is with a mermaid man. A merman. A merman? Oh. Yeah. Is it Aqualad? No, it's, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but mm. he is, does have a fishtail. So that's hot. Because girls love mermaids and horses and cats. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So again, I, I saw this ad and I got very like um, snippy about it. And I was like, oh, this is such bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. And then I was thinking back, having recently vacationed with my cousin who's 10. And the delight of her time at the beach was uh, a giant unicorn floaty in the, in the waves. Mm-hmm. I was thinking back to like my younger self. And I probably would have... If you were trying to get a girl into comics, if you told me that there was a cat 
as part of it, I probably would have been like, okay. I'm in. <laughs> it's a cat whose name's Streaky. I'm in. And okay. tween girls are notorious about, like, horses and being horse obsessed. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get it. But I just wish that she, she would have been a real super girl of action. Doing right. real superheroes. We have well, to have. as you might not have known, when Supergirl first arrived on Earth as only the second survivor of her entire race. Right. Uh, the other survivor improbably was her first cousin, Superman. Right. So he sent her to an orphanage and kept her in right. existence a secret from all of the Earth for it's a true. long time. Yeah. What a prince. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we must simply have our female friends here to have a nice bitch through the first yes. Supergirl sure, comic. Sure, sure, sure. Don't Please. you think? Absolutely. Be... Especially because this is an 80-page giant. So it's not even just like a normal comic. Right, it's yeah. like... A, a super su- comic. A super comic where she does super non-super things. <laughs> like dust the house. Right! Yes! She has a romance. I mean... Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I can't can... imagine taking care of super pets. <laughs> you know? like What does a super cat do? Oh. Well, <laughs> and how often do you have to clean its litter box? Streaky, get off the furniture. <laughs> it's like right. Streaky, while well, Streaky's ripped another sofa apart. Right. <laughs> they can fly through the air, clearly, but, well, yeah. Also, um, well, we don't need to get into this too deeply, but Comet the Super Horse uh-huh. is actually a centaur that turns into a horse with superpowers. Oh. oh. Yeah, See, that's not, not evident not from this that. ad, really? but... So is he your boyfriend? Uh, well, I mean, because he's part part person, right? Fly hazy. Try, try again. again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story. Yeah. Okay. Now, part two: Clay Pigeon for a killer. The most haunting conclusion you will ever shudder at. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm that waiting to shudder. To it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Victor Iago explains that he had hired the three criminals. Well, he hired three criminals, but he himself was posing as one of the criminals during this murder spree mm-hmm. of the armed guards. His third hired criminal had a duplicate mask and came in and killed the other two criminals, and then Victor Iago killed the third criminal. And that's his perfect crime. Right. Ta-da! Yeah, amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so, so he's basically just committing a crime. He's not getting any benefit out of it. He's not getting the money that right. he stole. He's, he's getting the satisfaction. And, yeah. And it wasn't so much that stealing the money was the crime. It was getting away with murder. Yeah. Right. Because he's the richest man in the world. So he's telling all this to Batman in Batman's tunnel that's filling up with uh-huh, water. Uh-huh. And Batman then just ducks underwater and undresses into Batman costume... Does the bat suit allow him to breathe underwater? Because I feel like he's underwater for a long time doing a lot of things, well, and he's not concerned. He's got to have the oxygen canister or something. He does have a, some kind of utility device belt. he can stick the sure. and breathe. But I don't see that drawn here. But yeah. Well, you know. if you also look at the, the middle panel, you can see there's a considerable amount of room that, that the, it hasn't filled completely up yet. Right. So arguably he could go back up to the top, get another breath, and come back down. So some henchmen come with their scuba tanks to retrieve what they think is a dead Batman, and he comes back to life and punches them underwater. Also, I'm not sure how that checks out. Well, they don't come to retrieve him. They come to make sure he's dead. So where are they coming from, is my question. Well, that's where the writers, again, (laughs) 
Where's Robin? Oh, he's away at Friends. How's okay. Batman going to get out of here? Exactly. Yeah. Show of hands, how many of us have wrestled with our friends underwater? Sure. Right? Yeah. You don't get a lot of traction underwater. No, you, you don't. You can't really. Someone. You can't well, punch, knock true. someone out underwater. Yeah. yeah. You have to actually be touching something to get some leverage to push off. So I imagine that the tunnel allows some of that, you know, but uh, I was. It was so, yeah, where he dubious. says on the next panel, I'll make my exit by way of the. Uh, uh, by way they, they made, made their, their entrance. Yeah. But, I mean, back to your point, if he really wanted Batman dead, he could have shot Batman, right. first right. of all. Right. Instead, he put, them, put him in this tunnel, and he's, like, going to drown him. But then he is not even confident in that, and so he sends these henchmen to make sure he's dead. Like, you could have right. taken care of that when you just, you could have just shot him. Sure, or you could have, like, hit the flush button on the, on the tunnel. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. I think he's dead. Let's see. Yeah. Right? If he's not, we'll, we'll shoot him. Yeah. So, in the middle of the United States, checks out that the richest man in the world has a gothic castle with a garden maze. Full of jungle Full of jungle cats. Jungle cats. I take issue with <laughs> the use of felines as... And what's up with that wireless? It's not being able to... I don't know. Do we need a it's, signal boost up here or, or something? Maybe. I don't know. It's like, it'd be working up here. So, I take issue with yes. the use of jungle felines mm-hmm. and savannah felines as your guard animals. They just don't live that well together like this. Plus, they sleep most of the time, don't they? Yes, they do. They sleep a lot. So I was looking up um, other kinds of unusual guard animals. And they use um, uh, donkeys, are Uh particularly good at protecting sheep. Um, The U.S. uh, Coast Guard has used dolphins, and they they had a training program for dolphins. They used them uh, to protect um, and patrol harbors. Yeah, that would work in those tunnels. Though. It was the U.S. Navy well, Marine. Yes. Uh, the U.S. Navy Marine Mammal Program was uh, had been ex- in existence since the 1960s, but was kept secret for 30 years. Uh, llamas and alpacas are used. Geese are used as guard animals. Ostriches and emus and cobras are actually good. Uh, I don't know what they how they use them. Of course, we know alligators. We put alligators in a body of water and fence them, and they make excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Horrible things, and there's such a thing as called a South American screamer, um, which is a bird that, that screams. I dated her once. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I just don't. I think that there are a lot of other animals that you could use as guard animals, not jungle cats and savanna cats. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's too late to change that now. Yeah, I don't think they're going to work cooperatively too, unless they just see Batman as a source of food. Sure. That sure, could sure. be. They are awfully thin. Uh, well, Batman does some acrobatics over top of the cats and bounces off them and lands in front of some armed guards. Right. And so we have our answer to the... Um, Why is he jumping off cats? Right. The right, first... Right, right. Um, the splash page mm-hmm. in which he's bouncing off uh, a cat and over a hedge. So he's going to go to the next side. He He... Is a master acrobat, and he's somersaulting, so that's his weird body language. Is Robin a better acrobat than Batman? Yes. Yes. Well, I say yes immediately, only because uh, Dick Grayson grew up in the circus, mm-hmm. and that was his primary skill um, coming into being Robin. Now, one could argue that Batman, through all his multitudes of training, layered upon layered, that he too mm-hmm. is a skilled acrobat, but... I'd have to give the, I'd probably have to give the advantage to to uh, to Robin. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Plus, Robin doesn't have that big heavy cape. He's got a little cape. Or, or the the 
cowl with the ears. Right. Thing. Yeah. Hmm. I think that would get in the way a lot. I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's Victor Yago dining with a group of criminals, all of whom have submachine guns. And, Must be Saturday night at dinner. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Saturday night massacre is more like hmm. all those guys. With guns. Uh-huh. Right. None can land a shot on right. Batman. Right. And lots of dialogue, lots of moments to land a shot. Right, yes. Well, so, Because he's Batman. This is the problem I have <laughs> with this story. Nothing that Batman does is dependent upon any special skill of being Batman. Well, it's now just, that is a great point. Could have been any guy. Sure. Who could hold his breath. And right. jump over cats. Right. I don't know that everyone has the makeup artist abilities that Batman does, or the ability okay. to impersonate another person. True. I mean, but I don't know how he turned his hair from jet black to blonde, short of a wig. We have seen a Superboy story in which he did have a wig, but it was very clearly like a hard plastic wig. Yeah. It didn't hmm. look like natural hair. I don't remember that, but that well, was twenty-five I, issues ago. Uh, I guess. I guess for me, um, to to Bob's point, just take out Batman completely and put, say, Wonder Woman in the place. There's nothing that defines what Batman is doing that is is definitively Batmanish, other right. than that disguise. Mm. Right. Um, that it couldn't also be Wonder Woman doing the acrobatics and and. Breaking off uh, bullets, things well, of that nature. It's just it's because the criminals are bad shots. The Zeal well, right, doesn't right. get shot, and Batman is a well-known detective. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has used no detective skills whatsoever right. in this. Right. in these pages, he's reacting instead of driving the story forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's captured in the garden, right? right. Like they're like, shut up, stick your hands up, and you're going. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! But so why does they do say it? Shut up! S H A D. Shut up! So why doesn't Batman fight them off right there? Why does he even allow himself to get taken at gunpoint into this dining room with all of the other gangsters? Well, this is the way to get into the dining room. One, two, three, four. Five, he's led six, right seven. into the lion's den. There are seven men, so he's gone from from being held up by two guys mm-hmm. in the garden to now he's in a room with seven men, and he manages to defeat them all. Hmm. And you say he move. wanted to get back into the mansion, is that it? Well, I'm assuming. What classic move, just toppling the dining table He's over probably re-entered into the room right next to the room where the tunnel is, full of water. Um, Almost gone full circle. Yeah. Mm. Would you want a tunnel of water right in leading into your dining room? It's no. probably a sewage tunnel. <laughs> Right, I would guess, <laughs> and, and all that all that moist air sort of you know sort of circulating into your mm-hmm. house. <laughs> He's a millionaire, though. Maybe it's some other like exotic like a live wine. Maybe like a it's a sophisticated humidification. <laughs> my my friend Andy Dufresne, <laughs> a tunnel of <laughs> only to come out clean uh, on the other side. Oh my gosh! Uh, so again, and he flips this giant table uh, on his yeah. side. Right. Like, it's no big deal, and hides behind it, and somehow that table is bulletproof. Lots right. and lots of words. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's taunting Victor Iago. He's backed him into a corner. Victor Iago can't hit him with a gun at point-blank range because he's going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's in jail. Um, he also, Victor Iago also uses the clay pigeon line here. 
Where's oh. where? Ooh. Whereas before it was Batman using it. Right? Oh right, right, right. I'll give a million dollars to the first man who riddles this clay pigeon. Yeah. I fire, know. fire. <laughs> and previously it was Batman who said, um, "He'll be the clay pigeon for a killer." So everybody's on the same page about the clay pigeon. Yeah, they're all thinking clay pigeon. <laughs> Uh, Victor Hugo ends up in jail where he belongs, thinking that his last triumph will be figuring out that uh, Batman and Roger Kay are the same person. Mm. Until Batman disappears beside Roger Kay, proving that they're not. Mm -hmm. Mm. Now he's gone crazy in jail. The end. Well, there you go. And the little little um, yellow box at the bottom says, "Be sure to watch Batman on the ABC Television yes. Network. Check your local newspapers for telecast time." So we know that the Batman and Robin show, or was it called just Batman? Just Batman. Batman yeah. was about to be premiered on television. Yes, nineteen sixty six, right? Nineteen sixty six. Yep. I had a Twitter fight this week. Uh-oh. Oh, someone was saying that the Batman television show ruined the. Uh, Reputation of superhero comics. What? And I said, no, this goofy stuff was happening before the television show even started. Absolutely. Well, I mean, historically, the television show actually saved the Batman comic because there's been documented evidence that they were getting ready to cancel it. And and then with the television show coming on, it was this resurgence. Okay. Now, granted, I'm... I don't care as much for the television show because of the campiness of, of it all. That's the only reason I like it, but go yeah. on. <laughs> right. I, I'm much more of an 80s forward Batman liking with what um, Frank Miller did to the character and, 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 and so on. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the comics uh, did have this campy feel around that time. Um, but yeah, Batman was, was on its way out. With stories like this, I can understand why. Since we've been reading these uh, for for the podcast, I, and I think about the Batman show, television mm-hmm. show, I mean, I see it as a natural extension. Just the comic books come to life. It's just as campy as anything you see mm-hmm. on these on these pages. With the you know, with the alliteration and the silly jokes and, and puns. All, the puns and everything. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guess what? What? Yeah, we have another story in this. Oh episode. my goodness. What? Featuring the Riddler. <laughs> oh, that was great. Did you know that today's National Whiskey Sour Day? No. Ooh, well, we've been having uh, gin and tonics, but maybe we, we should are, switch to whiskey sours. We are down to the bottom. I was. Do we have any sour mix? I don't think so. No. I don't, we have tons of mixes. Well, maybe we do. We'll have to see. Uh, the Riddle-less robberies of the Riddler. Yes. The Riddler, of course, everyone's going to be familiar with. Yes. Were you, Kelly? I was, actually. From TV? From, I think, the Jim Carrey movie. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) And from TV. Well, I can remember um, coming home after school and, like, the cartoons that were on TV when I came home from school. One of them was the animated Batman Mm -hmm. TV show. And so that's my point of reference for a lot of these Batman stories. Okay. Now, I'm considerably older than you, so when I think about what I used to watch when I came home from show, from, from school, it was reruns of the facts of life and different strokes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, How about you? Uh, no, Bewitched and I Dream of Jeannie. 
Ooh. Partridge Family, Brady Bunch. Much better yes. shows. Same. Facts of Life yeah, is 40 same, years same. old this week. Oh. Is that true? Yeah. Is it? Really? Yes. Yes. No. Yeah. 1979. Oh. Two things in life that can make you feel very old. Getting a headshot. <laughs> you, just, so you, you see yourself every day in the mirror and you think I look like this and then you right. get a headshot and it does not lie yeah. and the second thing is some of your beloved television shows having special anniversaries that, mm. that have double digits after them you just go how can that be Yeah. you know like I, it seems like Ren and Stimpy the, the cartoon right. was, was premiered yesterday right. but I bet it was a long time yeah. ago well, and I wonder, too, with, like, the millennium, how much that messes people up. Because I think, like, oh, well, 20 years ago, I think, is the 80s. And that's more like 40 years ago. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so the Riddler, I was familiar with. Yes. And this was the story that was referenced on the cover. Yes. And, Charlie, you actually looked up the riddles on the cover. Well, I did. Uh, yeah. But but they also are explained further in the in the actual uh, story. I knew the first one right away. Yeah, that cover. first one that was, was probably easy. the easier yeah. of the of the what is it four? Uh, the, the the you know the how do you get into a yeah um, a cemetery a cemetery, yeah, right. cemetery yeah. Uh, well, it makes no sense to Commissioner Gordon. So good thing he's in charge of all the police. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. The Riddler's real name is Edward Nigma. I always got a big kick out of that. Enigma. Enigma. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and this image that we see where he's holding like a completed puzzle of himself, right? Mm-hmm. Which we never see later in the comic. We just... Right. Yeah. We see pieces of it. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it's like some sort of explosive puzzle. I don't yeah. Bob Kane, the artist. It's not the artist. It's Sheldon Moldoff. Really? Why so, is Bob Kane's signature on Bob Kane was the presumed creator of Batman's actually not entirely true but he had complete editorial control and so the artist like his name was signed as if he was the artist of every story which he was not oh okay Um, that only changed in around this time when Carmine Infantino started drawing Mm -hmm. and he drew the Flash comic that we saw earlier that's right yep okay so his style was so distinctive that he was the first artist that was allowed to sign his own name so he, at this time, was doing alternating issues of Batman and Detective. So we haven't seen him draw Batman yet in our oh. podcast. Hmm. But he also drew the Elongated Man story. Okay. There you go. There you go. Today, today we learned. So, Riddler, Riddler escapes. Riddler escapes. Like all criminals, I'm sure he was wearing his costume in his cell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, interestingly, he's not in the insane asylum. He's just in state prison. Uh-huh. These days, he's kept in an Arkham asylum. Yeah, well, I think I think this predates Arkham. Yes, it does. And originally, Arkham was uh, in Massachusetts. Oh. And oh. yes, and as the stories progressed, it got closer and closer to Gotham until it was finally in. Oh. <laughs> so he somehow was able to write... This clue with shoe polish. Shoe polish and... And the metal tip of his shoelace. I, so I guess they used to use metal instead of plastic? I don't know. Do they... I thought they didn't let criminals have shoelaces because they would hang themselves. Wouldn't they? And I, I'm sure today, if shoelaces had metal tips, prisoners wouldn't be allowed to have them because they would fashion some kind of a Shank. weapon. Yeah, shiv yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it would be a shape that would be what an inch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ow! <laughs> you have to do a lot of damage. Poke it in some of the eyeball or something. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You could fashion it. Put some... it in your fist and punch somebody. With or it. you could make some cute little claws. You could put it in your mouth and spit it really hard at somebody. <laughs> like a dart. Uh huh. Anyway, Riddler realizes that he broadcasts every crime he's about to commit by giving clues to Batman and riddles. Yeah. And he's just got to quit it. Yes. So he's going to do some self-psychoanalysis. Now, this is before the self-help books used to be available. Mm, I don't know. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, I think, you know, we, we saw the explosion of self-help books in the 80s. Right. Um, and so he's going to take an actual psychoanalysis textbook mm-hmm. and spend time reading. He realizes that he is incapable of following through on a crime without giving a clue back. He realizes this when he's going to steal jewels from a jewelry shop, cuts the case open, and is absolutely paralyzed. He cannot get his hands he on the jewels moves. because he hasn't given a clue right. to <laughs> Batman. Such a silly yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. OCD. I like the bottom panel. I can't. If I can't rob, I'm done for. My life is ruined. Right. right. Well, you're out of prison. Right. You try getting a job. Uh huh. <laughs> you're a clever uh, lad. Maybe he could be a riddle writer. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it said. I mean, the the, the Riddler himself as a character. Uh, DC often has said he's. Like in the Legion of Doom, mm-hmm. he's like the uh, he's a member of the Legion of Doom, but he's like the third most intelligent member, uh, like Lex Luthor and I think Gorilla Grodd, mm-hmm. and then the Riddler. Okay. I mean, he's super intelligent. Right. He's just misapplied his intelligence. Mm. You think he's just looking for a quick fix, a quick, a quick, an easy win? Well, and maybe it's like this richest man in the world. He's just. It seems like a compulsion. Conquered everything yeah. else, yeah. So mm-hmm. why not be a criminal? No. <laughs> uh, Batman and Robin are... Go on a, a crime-solving spree. They're stopping <laughs> criminals in the department store who are stealing armfuls of furs. Did you love... They've put wax on the bottoms of their soles of their shoes. Yes. So they can sled down an escalator ski, railing. Or ski. Ski, down, ski down a, I guess, I don't know, not an escalator. Yeah, an escalator, yeah. looks like. Now, what happens when they get to the bottom? They still have wax on the bottom of their shoes. Is, that, <laughs> is it an escalator, or it's just a... A very steep staircase. <laughs> stairs? I don't know. If, you know, so just... That, that is, so they're sliding down at an incredible speed. And right. they hit the bottom, and they punch us. I mean... If you're going at that speed and flying off of that railing, uh-huh. when you yeah. hit those guys in the face, you're going to break their jaws. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure. Batman's a big guy. He has a pulverizing punch. It's uh-huh. amazing. I mean, it's not like, you know, okay, well, I'll take them down. No, I'm, I'm going to break their faces. I'm so much more concerned with the fact that they still have wax on the bottom of their shoes. <laughs> <laughs> they can't, how are they going to do anything else they but have, slide down banisters? They're having such a good time. I love the dialogue with the passing between the two of them. The yeah. puns. The oh, puns. yeah. This kind of thing is right in my department, Batman. Right. I have a couple of gifts in store, store. for these guys. Yeah. Get it? Because they're in a department store. Right. Remember department stores? Oh, I yes. do. Yes, yes, do you have yes. a good department store? I, I know you have a good department store story, Bob. Well, when I was in sixth grade, yeah, was the first time I was allowed to ride the bus to downtown Columbus, Ohio. 
to the Lazarus department store. Okay. No, I was in sixth grade. Now Lazarus would have big display windows, like you know, old time. Yeah, okay. six. It was six stories. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and they had the chintz room at the top floor where you could have lunch. Mm. <laughs> now I have long hair. How long? Mm, past my ears. Oh, so super long for the time. Right. Yeah. Okay. My voice had not changed. Uh huh. And I did not have an overcoat so my mother let me wear her overcoat ah. <laughs> where, where is this going it's going it's, to it's me getting a lot of perfume samples spray my <laughs> being called ma'am Aww. yeah your first lone trip to the Lazarus my department store solo trip <laughs> our new one piece foundation garment zips up the back and no bones <laughs> But a great, great thing about this department store—it has a sale on ties. It does. Like, why did I miss that? Of what? all the things to highlight, <laughs> look at that! <laughs> I noticed that too. It was like of all the things to highlight. Well, and can if we can backtrack for a moment? So he goes to this soda company, the Yab Soda Company, mm-hmm. the Riddler does, yeah. to steal like centennial coins. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Why would a soda company have these special coins? If you wanted to steal coins, why would they be? I don't know. That just seemed very. And how does he know about them? Right. right. I mean, this guy. Wouldn't you just steal he's like very clever? Right. Wouldn't you just steal like regular money from a soda company, or wouldn't you go to like a coin collector situation <laughs> if you wanted to steal special coins? Is he rich? The and third of all. <laughs> <laughs> This is 1967. Did they even have soda in 1867? Right? Okay, I'm now. It right now. Yeah. Well, okay. Oh, wait. How, how old is Coca Cola? I mean, they had like. Coca Cola's like an early part of the 20th century, right? I couldn't tell. How that. old is carbonated soda water? That's what I'm trying to Google, but my internet is a dick. So. Oh, here, I'll try it <laughs> without the. Hey, Siri, how old is carbonated soda water? It's a terrible way to ask that question. <laughs> Let me think. Here's what I found on the web for how old is... Hey Siri, how long have sodas been made? Checking. I found something on the web about how long has soda's been made. Check it out. The origins of soda. Here we go. Oh. Medicalbag.com. Uh, we might have to get a little signal booster from up here. For up here. Right. So we don't want medicinal soda. Make mine a lemon-lime lithium citrate, please. Sorry. Well, this is um, Coca-Cola history began in 1886 when the curiosity of an Atlanta pharmacist, John S. Pem- Dr. John S. Pemberton, led him to create a distinctive tasting soft drink that could be sold at soda fountains. 1886. 1886. Well, here I see in the late 18th century, scientists made important progress in replicating naturally carbonated mineral waters... Hmm. In 1767, Englishman Joseph Priestley first discovered a method of infusing water with carbon dioxide to make carbonated water. So we're making an assumption that the Yab Soda Company somehow had origins. Dr. Pepper was in, uh, was manufactured in 1885, Coca-Cola 1886. And what Pe- year did this comet come out? 1967. So we have to do 1867. 1867. Right. So. I call bullshit on that. Yeah. And again, I, even even if it was okay, oh, they were making. Oh wait, hold the phone. What? Oh, 
by the 1840s, there were more than 50 soft drink manufacturers. Carbonated lemonade was widely available in British refreshment stalls in 1833. Okay, but are we in England? Well, I mean, so... No, but but right. uh, but you're saying it's plausible yes. that in 1867 the Yab Soda Company would have been making soda and somehow would have special coins that they were going to put on an exhibit uh-huh. that are worthy of the Riddler breaking in and stealing them. It's a comic book. We're <laughs> <laughs> just going too into the no, it's, it's fun to find things like this. There's no planet Krypton, really. <laughs> of course, in that Super Supergirl television show, they can make kryptonite. Sure. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, moving along. <laughs> now we actually get all of the riddles that Batman and Robin are going right. to solve. Right. Batman and Robin are busy to saving people from fires and. Cliff Falls. Cliff Falls, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that's the issue I have with Robin. Here's this woman's apartment is burning mm-hmm. down, uh-huh. and he makes a joke. <laughs> yeah, we're having a hot time in town tonight. Right. Yeah. Sorry about your apartment, lady. <laughs> Sorry about all your valuables. Is this your kid I have over my shoulder? <laughs> uh, the Riddler stole the coins. The Night Watchman spotted him as he raced away. Well, he needs to lose his job. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't spot him as he was breaking right. into mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. company. Batman thinks the Riddler may have given him a clue without knowing it. Mm-hmm. Batman recalls unusual events of the past few days, like receiving a nine-inch-long envelope mm-hmm. and a blank letter, like receiving a pot of honeysuckle. <laughs> like one does. That's one does. Uh-huh. And spotting a map of the state of Minnesota. Batman and Robin realize that they have been receiving clues to riddles mm-hmm. all along. Yes. And instead of deducing the answers to the riddles, they just open up a book of riddles and find <laughs> them. As one does. Right. This is before the internet. Look through the index. So again, not dependent on any detective skill of Batman or Robin. Well, that's a detective skill, isn't it? Library Opening a book? Research? Maybe. I mean, they're making the connections. Well, they figured out the Minnesota one without right. the book. Okay. I don't, I don't like this one um, at I the bottom. I don't either. Soon after, they're inside the Batcave and are poring over Robin's riddle books. They found another part of the riddle. Listen to this. What letter is nine inches long? The answer is the letter Y, because it's one-fourth of a yard. There are 36 inches in a yard, and nine is one-fourth 36. That's a Y yard. You know, that's that's a bit of a, a, a bit stretch. of a leap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the word yard. I know, but I mean Y A R D. <laughs> one fourth of that is the letter Y. Right. Yes. Yeah. But why is it nine inches long? Yeah, I mean, I'm with I'm with. What you. letter is nine inches long? Well, yeah. Y because it's part of yard and yard. I mean. Yeah. I that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I yeah, agree. that's like something that. They sent to um, Miss Smith in Emma, right? <laughs> yes. When Mr. Elton's making a book of riddles. Yes. Sorry, I digressed. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're like, okay, why is for Yab Soda Company? Right. And then why is the letter A like a honeysuckle? Because it's always followed by a B, like a, like a B, like a bumblebee. Uh-huh. Followed, followed by A, B. Right. <laughs> So we put the Y 
and the A and the B together. So clever. Yeah. We get the Yab Minnesota <laughs> Company. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh. <laughs> that Riddler. And then there are just like random people on the street who are in on this game, right? Like you Yeah, know, well, right? Batman sends out an alert that if anyone sees any unusual <laughs> things happening, they're to call Batman right away. Let right? me know. <laughs> hey, you don't know me, but I'm the Batman, and I need help. So if anybody sees any, I don't know, anything unusual... If you see something, say something. Just let me know. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Riddler tells us that he has kicked his habit, but he's going to continue his self... Study. Self-help. Self-psychiatric treatments. Noting that he occasionally dozes off right. while doing reading on psychology. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So say we all. Mm-hmm. Um, here's Napoleon in the middle of the street. <laughs> that guy looks like an oddball. Maybe I should call Batman. Right. Here's someone throwing... He doesn't look like an oddball. He looks like a kook. A kook, yes. But it may just be what Batman wants to know about. And then at a wedding, some random dude is throwing... Coins. Uh-huh. <laughs> At the bride and groom. Room. Yeah. 25 cents. Goes, That's weird. <laughs> Let me call that in. Now, if Batman's going to open himself up to getting calls like this, he's going to be getting a lot of calls. Right. Especially in Gotham. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but somehow he only gets the specific ones that are actual right. clues that he needs. Right. There's this clown poisoning everyone. <laughs> uh, Is that worth reporting? Right. <laughs> Now, Batman and Robin themselves see the final clue. A man walking down the street with a sandwich board that says 10 plus 10 equals 10. Could be a riddle. We'll solve it later. Right. Right. All right. So they take all these clues back to the commissioner. The man giving 25 cents to the bride and groom. That's a quarter to two. He's giving a quarter to two. Right. Yes. I thought that was very clever. Napoleon was in the... Actually, of all these stupid riddles, I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. Napoleon was in the street asking people if they could tell him what nationality his parents were. Of course I can. Of course I can. Get it? I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have either. I I learned about Napoleon. French? (laughs) Batman finally doped out the answer to the final clue. (laughs) 10 plus 10 equals 10. That's when you're putting your hands in gloves. You have 10... Gloved fingers. Gloved fingers... Glove ten fingers. Ten glove fingers, and then they go together. Ten gloved so. fingers added to ten human fingers. Right. <laughs> yeah. See, I had heard that it was ten men and ten women make ten couples. Oh. oh. Well, that wouldn't check out in this case because it's a glove factory that Riddler Right, right. Up. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get, I get it. <laughs> we went to the wrong place. This was a dating service. We should have gone to the glove factory. I thought the bride and groom was a surefire clue. Um, so Riddler is robbing these first soda factory, then the glove factory. Are these going to be high, high volume takes? I maybe it's the end of the quarter and their profits yeah. are in the form of cash in their safes. I I don't know how things used to happen by then. The, your father made a living doing the payroll on a computer that took up an entire floor of a building. Right. So, but that again was not cash. The no, computer wasn't generating cash. No, but we can understand that because we were alive during the advent of the personal computer, right. and we've seen lots of changes. I imagine twenty years from now, when someone says, "My grandfather used to work in a, in a computer uh, with a computer that was took up an entire floor just to do the payroll," people would just go, 
No, that isn't a real thing. Well, 20 years from now, by that time, we'll have already had the robot revolution. We'll be going back to have pneumatic mail tubes. Pneumatic mail tubes and riding bicycles to work. As long-time listeners. All hail our robotic overlords. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this time, the Riddler isn't breaking in alone. He has a gang. Right? Hoods. The gang who's wearing full suits with ties and hats. Uh-huh. Well, they must have got their ties on sale at the department store. There you go. I love that move where they're coming toward him to punch him, and he just falls backwards and hurls them over them, and they land on their heads. That's a really good well, move. Like, That's like judo. He knows the black, um, the black, heart, the black arts. Um, he knows the uh, martial arts, right? Martial arts. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Again, Many I think forms. that's judo, like taking the force of your opponent and using And using that, them. yeah, against yes. them, yeah. I... Neglected to mention my favorite panel on the bottom of page nine, where Batman is safely behind the desk, turning the lights on, and Robin has already launched himself into <laughs> one of the criminals. Mm. Go ahead, kid. You got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so then Batman engages in some jujitsu and tosses criminals into the wall, using their own momentum against them. Nicely done, Batman. Mm-hmm. My dad went to the Olympic trials for judo. Fun fact. <gasps> And they have a Christmas tree farm. Yes. Wow. He's a man of many talents. Wow. Renaissance man. Truly. Uh-huh. Truly. So, Batman, how could you have known I'd be robbing the Corsican glove factory? Because of the riddles. Because of the riddles. Because of the clues you gave us. Also, did we talk about the magic crossword puzzle that's somehow... <laughs> yeah, is it, is it like um, Doctor Strange's cloak? Does he just like throw it out? It seems it's... to act in that fashion. Yeah, yeah you're right. it's prehensile. It's, it's like choking weapon. him, and but he's it's using it against the Riddler. Maybe still. it's like remember in Superman two when Christopher Reeve pulls his S shield yes, off and it turns into throws... cellophane, right, and wraps up around Lex Luthor. <laughs> no, I don't. Remember. Well, you need to watch that. Yeah, movie. I remember. <laughs> I do too. Good point. Uh... So, and here's the puzzle pieces that Riddler starts pulling question mark puzzle pieces off of his body, I guess. And they blow Throwing up. it at Batman, yes. They explode around Batman. Robin gets wrapped up in a big giant crossword puzzle and then uses his clever acrobatic skills to bump into Batman, who then bumps into the Riddler, who then bumps into the safe. Actually, if you follow the action out, sequence, right? it looks like he gave Batman a nice big slap on the ass. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it really bam! This <laughs> is bam! Take that, Batman! <laughs> Smack. Smack. Uh, Riddler comes to the conclusion that he has subconsciously given clues to Batman. And in the final panel, back in jail, okay, I guess I'll just resign myself to the fact that I'll have to always be give riddles to Batman. Are none of these guys put in handcuffs here on this top right panel? No. Look, they're just sort of casually walking out. He just sets his hand lightly, you know, lightly you know, it's back. You got us. We'll, we'll go <laughs> to jail. This way, Riddler. And he's not wearing his Riddler costume in his jail. Good no. Yeah. Prison yeah. grays. What do we think of this story? It's a little better than the first one. Yeah. 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 I liked the second story better than the first one. I think any time you can get a key member of the Batman's rogue gallery, I think it makes it a better story. Right. For, for me. As opposed to some, you know, maniacal rich guy. Uh-huh. Who, you know, who... I don't know whether this is his ever-only appearance, but I don't know of it, of another. Hmm. It is. I'll check the internet... 
I enjoyed the department store sequence. Yes. That was lots of fun. Um, I liked that they went back to the Batcave and read riddle books. I thought that was just a, a nice little, you know, old-fashioned detective work. Right. Yeah. Right. Unlike the first story where we said, what is this is typical of Batman, yeah. here there were some things that were. Mm-hmm. It bothers me when the protagonist is reacting to everything around them, and mm. they, especially when they're a superhero and they're not driving the story forward. That is a driving irritation for you. It I've really noticed. is. I've got there's a, a, a wonderful uh, author that I that he writes the same kind of. Yeah, so don't say it because he's coming to town. And I won't go see him. I won't. I, yeah. Um, and I also enjoyed the little jujitsu sequence. It was cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Final thoughts. This was the first comic that I ever read in my whole life. <gasps> really? Yes. Well, other than like Persepolis and stuff like that, like graphic novels. But, but from this era, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. there are better ones. Good right. for you. There are there, <laughs> are, there are other ones that, that throw a lot more at you that are just like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, that tells me I'm going to have to put a lock on my collection now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's uh, yeah. Kelly. What? You have a show to promote. I do, Yes. I am in a comedy of tenors, Yay! Yay! which is at the Old Opera House in Charlestown, West Virginia, and we open on September 7th, 789 and 141516. We can see that. Do you have any social media you need to promote? I don't. Okay, Charlie. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm I'm with her. Uh, I'm every anything that she's doing. That's that's uh, go support her. Go see her in uh, in the tenor thing, and it's, it's uh, going to be great. Yeah, yeah, Good stuff. yeah. Uh, well, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Go Go Check Pod, and maybe Instagram if I ever put anything on Instagram. Um, and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, and tell all your friends. Yes. To subscribe. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're on iTunes and also, what's that other one we're on? Stitcher. Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's all. Awesome. Thanks for coming. Thanks Thank for having Thank you. Yes. Come back. We will. Okay. Super. Sure. Yay. Bye. 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 Bye.